Diablo 4 is bad. Player counts are plummeting. Everybody's quitting. Or that's what a slew of the latest headlines would have you focus on. Diablo 4 drama is in full swing as content creators and players have gotten bored. But is Diablo 4 really, quote, bad? No, of course not. We do need better endgame and seasonal content, but let me get into more of that later. You're listening to the Diablo Podcast, and I'm Fran Mirabel III, aka FM3 on Twitch. In related news, many have even targeted a poorly executed Blizzard developer playthrough, and they point to low Twitch viewership as a sign of the game's failure. But first, let's talk about the five latest game updates you need to know about. On this episode, I also had a killer conversation with Game Over Greggy, aka Greg Miller of Kinda Funny Games. He's also a great personal friend, and we worked together at IGN for many, many years. He brings a really unique perspective, having played a ton of co-op with his wife, and we've played loads of Division 2 together. We also did the official Borderlands show. We just had a super fun discussion about cosmetics, vanity looks, and a lot more. He mentioned Starfield armor, by the way, as an idea, and I mean, I wouldn't hate it. So definitely stick around for that deep Diablo 4 conversation with Greg. So back to the big updates. Diablo 4 has now been patched to 1.1.2 and with it, there's some changes you need to know about. As a reminder, the last episode went over all the previous big patch and balance changes that hit on August 8th. It was just a great overall episode with screenwriter and PC legend Gary Whitta as well. As for what's new, a hotfix brought massive changes for Season of the Malignant, which is thus. Wrathful Invokers now also have a chance to drop from elites in addition to other invokers. At least for me, I went from like zero Wrathful Invokers in my inventory to like four. So if you want to have fun with Wrathful Malignant Heart Drops, it should be much easier to find them now. Wrathfuls are those really powerful black hearts that can be slotted into any socket color. So this should make the season a lot more enjoyable and a lot more powerful for you. Another hotfix buff to Blackheart Wrathfuls happened at the crafting table. Both of the following are now five times more likely. A chance to craft Wrathful Invokers from those uncertain Invoker boxes. It's up to 15% from 3%. Also, you have a chance to get Wrathful Hearts from crafting an uncertain heart at the crafting table. That's been ratcheted up to 10% from a previous 2%. So again, that's a five times increase for both of those. Also, with the 1.1.2 patch came a few other notable changes. They reduced the spawn time for malignant monsters from 5 seconds to 2 seconds. So if you got tired of how long it took to cage those hearts and start the fight, your farming should be a lot faster now. You are also now in the trading channel by default. You can opt out in the in-game settings if you desire. With the big patch on August 8th, probably the biggest things you should be feeling are the density of monsters which came up in Nightmare Dungeons and Helltides. You should also be feeling more experience gains because of that, and of course more efficient gold and loot drops. Of course, that also means a lot more trips back to the vendors to break stuff down, manage your stash, and cash that stuff in. Again, check out the last episode for a more detailed breakdown of the big patch and all that stuff. But let's talk about this drama. Diablo 4 is bad, and uh, that is suddenly the narrative that we're seeing all over YouTube and many other places. Uh, And yet, many of these people put in 50, 100, 150 hours. All right, so let me break off my script here a bit and bear with me while I gather some thoughts on that idea that Diablo 4 is bad. It isn't bad, but, you know, many deep dive players were languishing, right? We've spent a lot of time with the game, and we expected and wanted a lot more because the core of it is so fun. I mean, that's a nice problem to have, right? You're like, we see this with a lot of 
uh, games like this where you're like, man, it's really fun, but I want more, and therefore it's missing these things. Um, you know, really, it's showing its lack of endgame content, whether you're in the Eternal Realm or in the Seasonal Realm. Because, like, everybody just spends time in Nightmare Dungeons. Um, obviously, depending on how much time you have on your hands, you might be restarting characters. But inevitably, you're doing the same things over and over. I mean, the season itself is really just an excuse to start over, right, with a new character. Or, in my case, like, I did another Druid. Um, and it's been really fun doing a completely different build. I'm actually really enjoying that aspect. But... I just raced, is, is, you know, not raced. I enjoy the game, and I never like to, like, grind it. That uh, gets to the point that it's boring. So, in other words, I, I pointedly went towards World Tier 4, got to level 70, and, man, that just takes a while when you're not doing the burnout grind, right? And what I mean by that is there are ways to farm XP faster. You can stay in the same dungeons, stay up to date on all the latest, like, loopholes of just, like, you know, killing elite packs over and over, whatever it is, but it's, like, I just want to do the Nightmare Dungeons. I want to chill with my friends, my folks on stream who I'm playing with. And, um, and that's, you know, it can kill the enjoyment of the game, right, if I'm racing. But anyway, my point is, for me personally, I really want to get to that World Tier 4 and Level 70 before I really can sink my teeth into the game. I like the stuff that comes after that. But because of that, you're really just grinding Nightmare Dungeons. And of course, with that, checking out your build maybe builds and that's where this uh, you know the season and where the end game content for me kind of shows itself at odds it's like okay i'm finally to the point i need to be but now it's got a huge grind to get the paragon points which i really want and then um it's a huge grind to like get all of your gear manage your stash uh find the, the aspects that you need to apply you know even if you're thinking on doing a build just looking at the aspects you have i mean it's it's exhausting um, and so again, Diablo 4 isn't bad at its core. It just doesn't have enough compelling endgame and seasonal content. Uh, there's just too much friction between the player and the gameplay. I mean, for me personally, and I think a lot of the deep dive players that really get into it. Um, and so that creates all this downtime, right? You're having fun in the Nightmare Dungeon. Actually, I really enjoy it. And then my inventory fills up and then my stash is full. I can't go through it quickly enough because gear management's a nightmare. Uh, you might want to respec, and then you're like, respecing's kind of like a nightmare if I want to save my current build just in case. And you, know, you get the idea. There's a lot of friction. So we've got a long way to go in terms of that stuff. But at its core, man, like when you have a fun build, you're playing with friends, or even alone, I have fun in Nightmare Dungeons. Um, once I get up into the 70s, the 80s, like watching a build come together and feeling it come together is still like a ton of fun. So they did a great job with the core gameplay. There's a reason why that game scored so well and got so much attention, you know, at the beginning. Uh, so when it comes to seasons, at least, my wish would be that in the same way that you can skip the campaign uh, and the story, right, and go straight to the seasonal story if you want and start grinding, I actually want to skip to World Tier 70 and World Tier 4. Before you say, well, then you don't do the capstone dungeon of World Tier 3. You didn't earn it. I mean, come on. So what? I already did. I did do it in the same way that I did Renown, right? So who cares? And if it's optional, then you can grind up. Um, that's your thing. I really like, again, the meat, the meatiness of the end game. That's where it's juicy uh, for me. Once you have those Paragon points and I'm swapping the board around, you know, even then you might want to grind gold because the, the Paragon board's expensive. But like, I don't even have time to do that. 
um, time to like be like, I need this aspect and I want a perfect roll on it. I'm just like trying to get more Paragon points. I'm trying to get my Renown done and all that's going to burn me out. It already kind of has. I mean, I'm still playing it. I'd like to get to level at least like 88, you know, 85, maybe worst case. Right now I'm about like level 76 or something like that. So anyway, it's just a lot of friction and I would have way more fun in the season if I could just hop to that. And, you know, it would encourage me to, again, do the things in the end game that are really enjoyable that instead I feel like I'm kind of burnt out. Um, and I might even, you know, try another character, right? Uh, if, if I could do that. And that would be a lot of fun. Get that variety in there. And again, start later in the end game because that I've already earned it. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily play more Diablo in the season, but I'd be way happier. It, it really, you know, make me just feel everything is more enjoyable. Um, but who knows? Maybe I would play it more because I'm enjoying it so much. And that's just something I haven't seen a lot of games try. It's always this old school grind. You got to go from level zero up to whatever. You got to replay. It's replay value. And I'm like, ah, I've been replaying forever. Can we please just enjoy the fun stuff? I already paid you the 70 bucks, the 99 bucks, you know, with everything in you get the idea. And the reality is a seasonal model is designed to bring people back, probably at a base, but it's kind of designed to, yeah, keep you engaged. Uh, there's no doubt that having microtransactions in the store, you know, a shop, they're thinking all the time about how can we keep you playing? And they're, they're going to look at you logging in. So even if it's miserable is the point here. You're logging in, in my case, that I want to get to 85 where it's really fun and I just want to see this build come to life. But I'm kind of like mad about some of it. Again, I don't think it's a bad game, but I'm just like, ugh, it's burning me out. And too many games do that. There's too many good things to play. And Diablo devs even said, it's cool if you jump in and jump out. Well, I want to do that, but I want to have as much fun as possible the whole time. So don't penalize me, especially if you want me to stick with your game, you know? Uh, there's a lot of other really good games to play. And I don't want to feel like, you know what? I'll just wait until next year. So give me the fun stuff. Let's focus on that. I think that would be a really easy thing for now. Just let me have my cake and eat it too. Just give in on that. Worst case scenario, uh, people really enjoyed playing the end game of season two. Let's say they do that. And they tried multiple characters and had a bunch of fun, but they tuned out too fast. Oh, what a shame if like their happiness meter went way up, right? Anyway, that's for me. I think the, you know, with the above, a lot uh, of the reasons that we each have um, and why we might be getting a little more negative, they vary. Uh, that's my story. So let's move on to the next topic. In related drama, PC Games uh, ends. Lauren Bergen published an article highlighting how Diablo 4 viewership has dropped off faster than Overwatch 2 and World of Warcraft Dragonflight based on some Twitch viewership numbers. Uh, sure. Diablo 4 saw massive numbers at launch on Twitch. It averaged over 200,000 viewers in June alone. And then with the last 30 days, this is recorded uh, in uh, middle August, it averaged about 25,000 viewers. And that's going down still. Uh, there's a lot of games out there to play, a lot of competition on top of this, a lot of factors. The reality is, you know, these kinds of articles, they're interesting, but they can be pretty clickbaity. I'm sure I don't even have to tell you that. A real detailed comparison of that statement would take a lot of data. You'd have to compare it to Diablo 3, its seasons, Path of Exile, related declines in Twitch's user base, and much more. Uh, my point isn't to discredit that, but just to remind, there's no reason to correlate the quality of the game to the active player base. And likewise, its overall success. I play a lot of Destiny 2, and you see similar behavior 
And it's like a six to nine-year-old game uh, and one that's actually a live service. And Diablo 4 really isn't, even though that it has seasons, doesn't make it a live service, getting you to log in daily, weekly. Diablo 4 probably sold, I'd say, 5 to 10 million copies and likely has a pretty big monthly unique player base compared to most games. Fact is, we don't know these numbers since Blizzard hasn't disclosed them. Uh, and the game is not on Steam, which tracks concurrent numbers just on that platform. Uh, and of course, we never know the console player numbers, the number of logins, the unique monthly users, etc. cetera. Uh, there's a lot more numbers you would really need to know in there to talk about how Diablo's doing, which Blizzard's going to keep private. But in terms of success, Diablo 4 sold at least more than about 4 million copies because we knew that they said it was their fastest selling game compared to, um, they did disclose World of Warcraft Shadowlands was their fastest selling game before that. Anyway, if you're out there expecting massive numbers again with the season, uh, I mean, honestly, you're going to have to wait another 5 to 10 years for this level of hype of a relaunch of a game. Uh, but at least until next season with a major DLC drop. All right, and the last bit in Dramaland. Blizzard put up a developer commentary uh, called Adventure with a Dev. A senior and associate dungeon designer hit the couch, grabbed the controllers, and took a tour through the dungeon Belfry Zakara. Uh, and then the drama wave hit. As fans quickly judged the gameplay, which was set to World Tier 1 with seemingly preloaded level 50 characters, and worse, the devs just sort of mashed basic attacks and vibed out, leaving everybody watching really uncompelling, loose gameplay. All right, again, let me go off script here and just bear with me as I gather some thoughts on this. First, some con context. I have produced hundreds of these kinds of videos, actually, with developers themselves, with Blizzard, actually, folks like Bungie, you name it. Uh, you know, I was at IGN and I, you know, ran the video team and produced for many years. Um, so I'm super familiar with how this goes and how tricky it is uh, once you start putting together a production and you really, you have to put a lot of stuff in place to make sure things like this don't happen. Uh, a lot of reasons this went bad for them, um, but you can't just loosely sit devs down on a couch and then say, oh, let's crank out a live playthrough because there's so many pratfalls that could come you know, along with that. Yes, they should have played better. They absolutely should have played better. But also, somebody on set, ahead of time even, really, should have been saying, okay, I need you to come and prepare because you are going to be playing live. Like, let's put it another way, right? You could say, oh, man, they should have known better. They should have known the character they were going to play. And like, but they may not have known. They might have just been pulled out of their seats. And ultimately, that's up to you know, the production. And even before that, before it hits the, the camera, it should have been discussed what they were going to do in there, what they're going to talk about. All of that stuff, of course, takes a lot longer to produce. Um, you know, for example, they could have watched somebody else play while they were having a discussion. Uh, they could have guided them and said, hey, go around that corner. Yeah, keep moving. And we want to talk about that next thing. They could have had a focused chat with each other. They could have been interviewed by me, for example. Hey, I'll go in there. I would love to do it. Um, but again, that stuff takes a lot longer to produce. But the point is the gameplay would be a lot better. And then that video doesn't distract you from the actual content of what the video is supposed to be. It wasn't about the gameplay. It was about the, the dungeon, Belfry Zakara, and the detail uh, that went into all those little touches. They actually said it was a super unique, one of the only ones that has some of those tile sets and looks in it um, with like this under the sea kind of vibe to it. So again, it was the video and gameplay distracted from it. Um, there's so many things they could have done. They could have also had a God mode version of the game, you know, not dying, 
uh, unlimited resource. They could have also walked around an empty dungeon, right? And uh, they could have showed you this stuff without distraction. But putting all those maybes aside, it just, it went bad. Um, I haven't reached out to Blizzard for an explanation. I don't know the exacts. Um, honestly, I don't think I, you know, am big enough for them to be commenting back to me, so I'm not going to bother them. Um, and they know. They know by now. Uh, but the re responsibilities of these jobs that, you know, the developers had, the senior dungeon designer and the associate dungeon designer, let's actually take a quick look at that. So again, I don't know the exacts, but... One of the descriptions here in the job responsibilities is create procedurally generated dungeons using Blizzard's proprietary visual scripting tools, design and implementation of fun dungeon content, um, design and implement fun scripted content, such as events and objectives. Okay, but let's compare that with somebody who was not on set. There is a lead game designer, a game designer, not a dungeon designer. There's a lead game designer of dungeons. Uh, they were not on set. And their job description, just as a contrast, again, I don't know the specifics of how their team works, but that person's job would be to help define the standards, the spaces, the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay for the dungeons in Diablo 4. So again, I'm not excusing the quality of the gameplay, but I'm just saying it's like the lead gameplay designer's jobs to make the moment-to-moment -moment combat fun. We can see that in that job description. These folks were just talking about the design of the dungeon. But yeah, like the production went off the rails. It was a bad look. But you know, not everyone in game development is exceedingly amazing at games. Um, and they don't always have time to go deep into the final game. Uh, I don't think that we should judge just because someone is designing these fine, minute little details on the corner of a dungeon that because of that, the 300 people that worked on the game, that's why, you know, we have seasonal issues and there's not enough end game content. And there was you know, the balance, the balancing act with the, you know, the different classes wasn't right. And that's, that's a big jump to make. That's the point. Um, so you can't arbitrarily watch gameplay from those two dungeon designers who are talking about how the dungeon was unique and then try to pile all your frustrations on them about why end game or seasonal content needs to improve. That's why they have those campfire chats, right? With the directors, the executive producer, and so on. Those are the people you want to talk to. And of course, all the people that worked really closely on those top level, or I should say ground level details of the gameplay, the combat, et cetera. Um, the overall flow of the game, you know? So anyway, be better as a community. Uh, again, I agree it's a bad look for them. And, um, you know, they even turned off comments on that YouTube video, so I'm not surprised. In a perfect world, they would have been experts at the game and we wouldn't have even had to worry about it. But again, stop harassing a few dungeon level designers for a game that, again, scored in the eights and nines it's not like it's a bad game but we all have higher expectations we want it to be better that's a nice problem to have even if we're going to be waiting okay glad i got all that off of my chest uh we're going to jump into the lengthy diablo conversation with greg miller of kind of funny but as a reminder be sure to take a moment and drop a review on the podcast some stars some thumbs up wherever you are let me know what you like leave comments let me know what you didn't like you know the drill I'm sure you've done this before. Whatever I got to do to pry a little feedback out of you, I'll do it. All right, let's jump into the conversation. Welcome in to another conversation here on the Diablo podcast with Greg Miller. Game over, Greggy himself. What's up, man? Not much, Fran. How are you? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you taking time. Uh, it's maybe a little bit funny that we get to talk about Diablo finally together, but we haven't played yet. Have not played. Well, I'm always on with Jen, and then we always know how far, cra how crazy you are into are. it, how deeply into it you are. So it's like, I don't want to slow you down. I don't want to slow you down. 
Yeah, exactly. No, well, no, 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 not at all. With us uh, this week, right? What's that? You're streaming Diablo with Kind of Funny this week, right? Aren't we doing that tomorrow? Yes, we are due to do that tomorrow. So No idea when this is posting, so whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I mean, we're live now on Twitch, so that's always a reminder for those listening to the conversation. Uh, we do these live on Twitch, and then they show up in the podcast, possibly this week or later. Um, so, yes, you, I mean, you segued perfectly. That's um, what I do. Greg has been playing Diablo 4 in a really interesting way. Couch co-op, is that right? Correct, yeah. Okay, so we're going to get into that, but after, I got a couple of things to set up and some questions. First, just a little history for you, those who don't know Greg Miller. I mean, we've worked at IGN uh, together for a very long time. Now he runs, uh, owns, and operates kind of funny games. If you haven't checked them out, please do. And um, we go way back having played Division. We did the Borderlands show together. Of course. Um, and many, many other things, right? So we've played these types of games together, right? Oh, yeah. This is what we do, Fran. This exactly. is what we play together. We so. should have played a lot more Borderlands together. But, of course, you sold me out. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned had the Twitch. Uh, you're like, oh, I got to be able to do the Twitch activation. So I got to leave you behind. I can't play with you. Exactly. Actually, can't, don't turn your mic down too much, but like just like a sliver. It's just clipping a little you bit. Just went, we just went one dot down on the wave. That's better. Perfect. Uh, so actually, Greg, the first thing I wanted to set up was, I don't know if you've heard much about this. I've definitely been hearing from chat that consoles, and this is not supposed to be a joke, consoles are crashing you know, more often apparently with Diablo 4. Have you, honest question, have you experienced anything on PlayStation 5 right with it crashing? No. Uh, I, I mean, not anywhere, not anything noteworthy in terms of like, I wouldn't, I, I can't, there's not one that I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been crashing left and right. Or, hey, we're in the middle of this big thing. Like, no, I've had it where uh, my PlayStation, for some reason, doesn't sometimes communicate well with uh, the LAN cable. So, oh, so I've yeah, had it that's different. that way. But that no, nothing in terms of a blue screen or anything like that for me. Okay. So you haven't heard problems. But I, I did want to put it out there on the console side. I've heard a number of reports that it was just, you know, crashing more. And I thought, okay, if is it is. after one of the more recent updates? People have been having it for a while now both on both platforms. So. I think it's just a good reminder, like, make sure to report that stuff on the forums and, sure. you know, get it out there if it is a problem. But, like, as we have proof, Greg has played quite a bit on his PlayStation 5, and uh, it doesn't sound like it's been um, an issue for you. No, that hasn't been an issue for us, so we're lucky. Awesome. Okay, so us, as you heard right there. Yeah. Uh, Greg and his lovely wife have been couch co-oping Diablo 4, right? Tell tell me all about how that works. You're playing like what split screen or like two TVs to get like explain this to me. No, yeah, we're playing we're playing uh, just one couch co-op. So not for I, early on, I had talked to her about like, do you want me to bust? I had the Xbox ready to go. I had you know the PC version of it already installed. I was like, we can do it. She's like, no, let's just sit on the couch and play on the PlayStation. And so you know, PlayStation Five, it just drops you in there. You're both in the same screen, slams you know, takes the, what I have usually the centered, uh, you know, icons and all my hotkeys, right. Slams them off to the side. So you each have your own thing and you're off to the races. And, you know, I mean, it was, uh, I was shocked how well it worked. Cause I'd already started it. I'd already done, I forget if it was one night or just a few hours. Uh, but I had started the game, uh, without her. And then she came down and it was like, you know, picked up her controller, hit the start button or the option button, whatever on PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh you know hit create a character and just whipped up a character there and then we were off she was right into the game with me and we were playing and it performs fine yeah performs great you know i think there's uh there was a little uh not trickery but we had to figure some things out in the way that you know uh a few early on like you know I, i'm very obsessed with diablo to the point yeah. of like you know jen play is obsessed with it but only plays with me whereas like 
when we put our son down for a nap or Jen goes to pottery or she goes to bed, I'll usually go play more Diablo. So what we were having mm-hmm. was that, uh, you know, me pulling away from her in power level and in leveling. And obviously when you play online with each other, that's no problem, right? The game's smart. It levels it out. It balances out. So everybody's seeing what makes sense to them. It can't do that in you guys sharing the game. So what was Mm. happening is if she joined my game, she would be seeing characters that were my level. So what we had to do is have her start the game, then me join her game rather than me start on my profile and her join on my profile. Gotcha. But yeah, tell me a little bit about, I mean, obviously it's your wife, so there's even more, uh, you know, emotion involved in it, but like, you know, why not just play on two different screens? Like what makes this unique and special? Fran, when you have an 80 inch OLED (laughs) basement, you're not going to put somebody over there on the dinky monitor upstairs on the small (laughs) TV above the fireplace views for cartoons. All right. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, it's the dream, right. Of, I think being able to cuddle up on the couch and enjoy something together, whether that be a movie or you individually reading, or in this case, us playing a game together. And so it was that idea of like, especially now more than ever, you know, having our son, Ben, you know, he's coming up on two years this October and like, it's it's a full-time job uh, being a parent, right? And so when we do get those moments to be uh, husband and wife and not have to worry so much about being mom and dad, it became kind of like a nightly ritual, right? Of like, all right, cool. Like he's down, the dishes are done. Let's get a glass of wine or let's just go to the basement. You grab the dog, I'll grab the waters. And we go down there and cu- cuddle up on the couch and get under the blankets and, you know, just go through and kill a million demons and go through at a power <laughs> level. And every time we level up, we sing a little song and have just a blast doing that like it, uh, you know has been the retreat it has been sanctuary in a lot of different ways for us wow look at this guy just so poetic You're throwing with the buzzwords in there rod ferguson's over here with a gun he's like <laughs> say it may work sanctuary into it that's right we got a legend here man um yeah honestly that's so just it really is wholesome um are there other games that you were doing couch co-op with before this you know here and there we've touched on other things and it re uh, the the closest example which wasn't couch co-op in the true sense was monster hunter world monster hunter world jen and i were both equally obsessed with but that was two tvs in the living room yeah uh, you know run through grind out your thing uh, i want to say she touched borderlands a little bit with me but it didn't click the way uh previous ones yeah. had for her even though it stuck for me and so this was this is the rare occasion that we're both in there you know you know jen I always talk, we talk all the time now about how we're gonna have to explain our jobs to Ben one day. And, you know, it is that thing that (laughs) Jen helps people make their games and I, I just play games. Right. So lots of times uh, for her, it can be like, she works on her clients games all day long at pop agenda. And then the last thing she wants to do is play more games or do more game stuff at night. So it is Grey's Anatomy or read a book or whatever. And I am always like jonesing, looking at the clock. Like, are you you ready for bed yet? Cause I'd like to get down and play X, Y, and Z or whatever. So it's like, I've been, loving this like this has been fantastic for me of having this connection with her and this thing going in and even like you know i was worried that there would be that moment of her dropping out or the schedule being interrupted and us not getting back to it and schedule got interrupted several times obviously throughout the launch year of diablo we've gotten back to it you know when we rolled credits on the story she did put the controller down and was like, do you want to go? She's like, nope, I will wait for the seasonal content. I was like, oh man, that might be the kiss of death. She might not come back for season one. She came back for season one. Like we are still dedicated into it and it's been fun to consume it in a different way. You know what I mean? You you know how it was for me with Division. Obviously you know how it was when Destiny 2 launched. Like mm-hmm. it, it, these games you and I love, Borderlands, where it is 
the job is for me play as much as possible play as many different things as possible you're always on to the next review so it's been awesome to have this comfort food it's been awesome to have this you know thing for her and i to do and then on the you know the business side is kind of terrifying how many games yeah. i start to play and i'm like i just yeah. want to play more diablo <laughs> i don't really yeah. want to play this other game yeah, you still hear that a lot. Um, so what do you guys tend to play when you're playing? I mean, do you have a rhythm to the game? Like, has it been mostly campaign and the quest line stuff? Or do you play everything? Like, Yeah, I would say when we're together, it's been mostly campaign. It's been mostly story stuff. That, and it's not that we we skip most dialogue, you know, cutscenes. It yeah, depends on the mood or what's going on, right? And every time there would be a cutscene, Jen would just be like, I hate it. I wish, I wish, why they, I, I'm like, well, they made it. So everybody looks the same. She's like, I don't care that my character's in it. I wish these were the, the blur level cutscenes, the beautiful uh, old school Diablo cutscenes. Like, I understand. I understand. But no, a few it, of those. it's just the dopamine hit of going through leveling up, getting the next thing, getting a little bit better, making it a little bit easier to fight things right before you crank up the worlds here, do whatever. Like mm -hmm. that has been the draw to it. It has been the fashion show. It has been the new yeah. powers. It has been, uh, you know, just the ability to go back. I was surprised by how much I've enjoyed season one and, and how much she is as well. Of Like, you know, for me personally, like knowing how spread thin I am on things to play and things to talk about and what to go, that, that it was that idea of like, oh man, I really wish I could just commit to one character. I wish I could right. just bring that character in, see the benefits of the battle pass, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, at the launch of season one, it's been completely opposite of like, Man, I, I want to get back and keep doing whatever I was doing with my main uh, character, right? Uh, but I, I do enjoy this new sorcerer, and I am enjoying exploring the skill tree, and I do want to have the electricity. And what am I doing? Da, da, da. Yeah. So that perfect. That's what I wanted to ask was, what character did you play on the Eternal Realm, and what are you sure. playing now? Oh, over on Eternal, I'm a rogue. You know what I mean? I'm nice. So that was your first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I, I was a demon hunter in Diablo three, but I always felt like that was a rogue class anyway. So to have mm. it officially labeled there, just stuck with that. Uh, went that way. Uh, you know, a lot of poison. I'm I'm using a poison build over there. That's what I like to do. Drop my traps, get out. Um, and then yeah, I'm running sorcerer, electricity sorcerer here for season one. Nice. Have you actually, um, you know, with all the patch drama. Did you notice any feeling of like, oh, the sorcerer feels hard to play? Uh, no, because it was that thing where we did, you know, jumped in, ran through the initial season one stuff on like night one, or I was at Comic-Con, came back, we did our night one of season one, got sidetracked by whatever the review was. Right. By the time I came back, the patch had happened, and then the apology had happened, and then the update had already happened. Right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, cool, still feels great to me. And, and yeah, that early, right, you're just going through clowning stuff out, it doesn't. Really yeah, fun. exactly. It's, not, it's still early on anyway. Um, but yeah, they have another big, you know, sorcerer buff coming and barbarian buffs coming. So they're still, you know, working on all that stuff. Um, but let's go back to, man, yeah, I observed you like just Diablo, 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 Diablo. I think that was actually one of your tweets. Yeah, it it, it, it was a worm in your brain um, going back to like the beta and launch. Like what was it about the Diablo gameplay that got you? Because I've watched you play a lot of these types of games. And sure. Sometimes it's just exploring the world and other times it's this other stuff. So yeah, what got you on this one? I think Diablo just does such a great job, Diablo 4 in particular, of being a smorgasbord of content. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want the objective of the day to be? And, you know, for as much as I've played, as much as Jen and I have played, like, again, I'm still balancing it right with the other things i'm doing for my job which is of course reviewing games and playing things and having everything, everything to say <laughs> so i'm i'm not like you know 
I wish I had a platinum in it. I wish I had a level 100 hardcore character. Like all that's so far off down the line for me. So it is that thing of like, I still haven't, even though I started season one and I know this is blasphemy, I still had an, I still haven't unlocked all the altars of Lilith, right? Like I, oh, I it's made, a grind, dude. I, I have one section left. So I'm like 28 short right now. But it was that thing of, you know, trying to spin all the plates for the job and the baby and the wife. And the, and the like I was, I'd get down there with the best intentions and I'd fall asleep on the couch. Like, damn, all right. Cool, <laughs> so it's like, I launched, I was like, there was, when we went to start season one, there was a moment where I turned to her and I'm like, you know, I'm, and I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to spend this night with her just running around doing the altars. Like I could get yeah. back to that for season two and that's have that the ready grind. To go. So there's like that for it. But then obviously, yeah, there's the bigger stuff. I've, you know, I think the stream we're doing tomorrow uh, me and Joey have been talking about ready to progress to the next world tier, right? And so we need some people in there to do that with us. So we want you to be a part of that. Uh, you know, and there's that level of it can be challenging. It can be brain dead. Uh, I feel especially uh, right now, you know, uh, how hard uh, I'm running for the job, how hard I'm running uh, being a dad, like it, just in general exhaustion. I just like getting down there and being like, cool. I know what I'm about to do for the next three hours. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I can play something on the, the Spotify. I can just chill out and kill these things and get a little bit stronger and get the XP and do the thing. Like the amount of times I've sat down in front of the TV and I'm like, I got to play final fantasy 16. Yeah. I know that I have to put real hours into final fantasy 16, but I'm just tired enough that I don't want to watch a cut scene. Like, I feel like the balance would yeah. be off and I would lose interest. And then I'm just, there's nothing worse. You know the job. There's nothing worse than forcing yourself to play something great you ruin and you're it. not in the mood and then have it affect your opinion of it. And I don't want to yes. do that. Whereas Diablo is like, let's just get out there and let's go grind a battle pass level. Let's knock off these things. Let's find yeah. an altar. Let's do one of the dungeons I still haven't done. Let's get the fog of war removed. There's like so many big and small objectives to go chase. Or what I love doing is jumping on and like we have the, there's like a dozen of them now, obviously, but like we have the original kind of funny guild, right? So you just drop on, see who's online, shoot them an invite. And then I know that that's a big deal for people to come play with me, even though yeah. they're way more experienced in the game or whatever, but there's happy. Oh, they love to help. Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a KFBF, which is the clan, kind of funny yeah. best friends. I saw one in my uh, server last night. I was like, oh, they're everywhere. That's great to see. Um, so, yeah, let's let's chat a little bit about um, the fashion that you mentioned. I made a quick fashion. note of this. Yeah, You do often. I remember in, you know, Division, you got quite into getting outfits and all this. Oh, yeah. Gary Witta, who you know, on your yeah. show, no, X-Cast. He he talked down about the fashion. He's like, I don't. It, what's the point? He's like, you can't freaking see it. You know, he, he went oh, off on one crazy. of his rants. Yeah, he's how crazy. do you how do you feel about the fashion and collecting? I, it's still one of my like driving things. Like, yeah. I still, you know, I break everything down just to make sure I have everything in the closet because I do that thing where yeah, I play, play, play hours, 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 and then like you know, it goes to the load screen and I see my character and I'm like, oh man, I've been in that for a while, or the you know, the red of my whatever <laughs> outfit, my cape. I'm like, nah, let's go to purple. Let's do this. Like I love getting in there and tweaking and trying to find the best, coolest outfit and stuff like that. Like I'm all about that. So that was my thing with like the battle pass when I saw the cool stuff. I even saw you rocking the red tunic last night when yeah. you were about to go grind. I was like, yeah, Fran, get it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the casuals. Like, I I I mean, Gary says you don't see it again. He probably doesn't have an 80-inch television in his basement. Like, I see my character, all right? I see who I am up there, and I love tweaking it. Yeah, I mean, I think one of my weird, and I know this is so not how everybody else probably feels about it, 
I, I like. wish there was more outfits on the store. I I I go to the store <laughs> all the time, and I'm always like, oh, especially for rogues. I'm like, oh man, a lot of this stuff is ugly. I bu- I haven't bought anything from the store, but I pop in there to see if there's something cool. Like I'm excited for them to really get experimental with that and really do some fun stuff to go get it because like I look at it, I'm like, no, nah, I'm fine. And, and weapon skins don't do it for me. It is very much the outfit I want to have. Yeah, you hit on a really interesting point there, which is and going into games like this. Uh, now they're trying to balance, right, what what they put in the store, what's in the game. <clears throat> People always like to complain about, like, oh, they got a store. But, like, for me, it comes down to how am I feeling about what I can get from the game versus what I can buy? Does it seem fair? Do I feel compelled, you know, to grind? Um, so, yeah, do you feel that there's enough wardrobe in the game? Or do you feel like, man, all the cool stuff is in the store? Ooh, I... Yeah, do you feel like they're baiting you into the store with all the good stuff or there's enough in the game? I I am shocked that I have not felt baited into the store because I thought that's what it would be. I'm like, okay, cool. You won't get as much good stuff. And I mean, again, like I don't have the most discerning eye for fashion. So it's like (laughs) I'm picking stuff up. And then again, it's hours later that I go in there and I see all these new gloves, all these new boots, all these new, you know, tunics or whatever. I'm going in there and finding stuff to go, oh, cool. I want to put that. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Uh, again, I wish they were baiting me to the store in it to a degree. <laughs> right. I've been there. I'm like, rogue stuff's ugly. And then I, you know, now that I'm running a sorcerer, I'm like, damn, sorcerer stuff in the store actually looks pretty good, but I'm still finding such good sorcerer stuff that I haven't felt the need to go off and buy, buy sorcerer stuff because I think yeah. the stuff I'm finding is cool. So it's been pretty decent, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I overall, I feel it's pretty good. Um, I had done a couple comparisons early on, but I, I feel like, yeah, there's some cooler level stuff in the store, but I don't find myself looking a lot. Now, yeah, maybe you hit on it right, which is like there's almost like not enough. It feels like it's been there a while. They've cycled in a few things, um, but it's not like, you know, when you look at Fortnite at this point, obviously right. many years old, you're like, holy crap, I want all of this, you know. Yeah, so. and, I, and again, that's my hope. I, I, it's funny to see people, you know, not, and I shouldn't say bad. I was going to say bag on it, but I understand having criticisms of it. I do think some are overblown sometimes overall of Diablo or any game that launches. Right. And it still is. It's like, it's been a, it's been a month. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm excited to see at season three, four, what my, you know, wardrobe looks like, what the store is doing, what they're making, you know, what kind of horse stuff they have out there. Cause yeah. I'm, I, I'm happy with what I have, but I would be excited to spend it on cool stuff or to, you know, unlock cool stuff or really strive for something. Yeah, that makes sense. If I was to, you know, it, it just transport you to another world, you wake up, you're working at Blizzard HQ, you oh, walk sure. in, Rod Ferguson greets you, uh, and he's like, all right, man, you've been doing a great job as our lead outfits and cosmetics, you know, designer. What would you want to do with Diablo 4? Have they done from character creation to outfits? Like, does it, does it work the way you'd want? I mean, you play games like Division, you're picking up all these little things and like, yeah, what, was there anything you would do in Diablo 4 to make it more awesome from that side of things? From just cosmetics? Well, cosmetics, character creation, all of that that goes together, the collection of that stuff. Does anything stand out as you're like, you know, I feel like this is missing. Or Character are- creation, I feel satiated by. Like I, okay. you know, for me personally, I feel like there's that fine line between giving you enough to that you make anything. You go, man, that looks like who I'm trying to make. And then giving you too much control where it becomes uncanny valley. And you're like, oh my God, like, like, you know, uh, Jen and I season one characters. I, I'm Lucy James from GameSpot. She's yes. Timor Hussein from GameSpot, right? And it's that <laughs> thing where it's like, 
they look enough like their character that you go, oh my God, yeah, that's Sam, that's Lucy, right? Whereas if it was to go all the way through and do a face man, like where you're doing all the adjustments like that kind of, I never, never like that. You don't want that. Just gets, yeah, it gets too crazy. Then into cosmetics, yeah, it just becomes what I think they're on the path to have, which is, hey, here's this giant wardrobe. As we continue to add to this game, that's what you're still coming back and getting and doing. And it's going to be that you have this, awesome armor or you know this awesome chest piece or whatever that you got from doing x y and z or finishing off season two or beating this boss or however it's going to be let alone events and bonuses for logging in let alone cool outfits and you hope cool collaborations eventually yeah collaborations with i i hadn't even thought about that yet but obviously within blizzard and then you may be getting into an xbox level have you already thought about anything you'd want to see on that front or brought you know i want them to get weird Give me like one. I, 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 what for collaboration? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just other want to than be Superman, cool. I mean, I, if you're talking about Xbox <laughs> stuff, I, I would love to see other than Superman. I like that. I would love some. I would love some. <laughs> Even just the armor. cape, Greg. Just the cape. Don't even get me started for. <laughs> yeah, if they could do a DC Comics tie-in or a Marvel oh tie-in, yeah, I'd be all about it. But in terms of like uh, fusion with uh, other Xbox properties and stuff, I would love to see some Starfield-like stuff because that future tech Ooh. look, I would love, and I think even though clearly it's foreign for what yeah. you see in the regular world of Sanctuary, I think you could craft it and make it look cool in the same way you remember back in the day with Dragon Age when they were doing like, all right, cool, there's there's going to be Mass Effect armor in the game and stuff like that, where it wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't N7 in your face, this is Commander Shepard stuff. They could do the different stuff. Or maybe it was the opposite way. Where it was, right. Uh, I don't remember that, but... Maybe, yeah, I, mean, I might take it the other way, where it was Dragon no, Age that- and Mass Effect. You could go um, like Prometheus meets Starfield vibe since it's so right? gothic yeah, and yeah, dark. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Interesting. Yeah, I haven't what even about thought you? about it. So you don't care about this at all, or how do you feel about it? Yeah, no. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> what a great host. I, <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about it, but I definitely feel – I feel like I get stuck on the same like wardrobe choices – in mm-hmm. and that to me says there's nothing to go find that I've seen or heard about. I'm like, man, sure. I gotta. There's no gotta have in game, but there's also no for me. There hasn't been any gotta have in the store either. So at least yeah. they struck that balance for me <laughs> as a true. You're not, they're not screwing you over. <laughs> no. They're just not delivering in any way on anything. No, I mean I do like what's there. And yeah, you saw me rock that tunic. I thought the seasonal past stuff was a nice upgrade uh for the season and and yeah like i'm rocking like a casual look i like stuff that obviously stands out as different so i got no shoes on i'm a druid just wearing you know yeah a red uh like basic t-shirt and i like that look how cool my lucy looks oh you got i know there there oh there it is lucy just looks dope as hell as oh you did make lucy you know what i mean i love that and then yeah well then my uh you you really want to be confused when jen my wife and i play I made Jen my character. Oh, my goodness. And then goodness. Jen made an evil Taylor Swift. And, you know, I usually make a yes. Taylor Swift. So there were so many times early in this game where we were completely about. confused by who we were playing. But even <laughs> Jen, I'm happy with. So we're going to hold on to pop in. There you go. Yeah, looking nice. Yeah, doing some, like, yeah I mean, that's the thing. Kind of like, to be clear, I think everything in the game is nice. And actually, I like the wardrobe. I like it. But there definitely hasn't been the, like... In the same way, like the horses, frankly, they got right, which ironically, riding the horse, of course, is getting worked on. But I was like, when you get that, have you got the ghastly, you know, reins yeah. yet? The go Right. When you get that, I'm like, woo. There's none I, of that. It was interesting, yeah, because horses, for sure, I was like, that's lame. I'm never going to do that. And then I started unlocking stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? Yeah, no, you this did, is cool. You didn't think you'd be excited about the horse drops. No, yeah, no, because it's the same thing, for, like, you know, when it was like, 
you know, again, when I'm in on a game, you know, I'm in on a game. So yeah. like when it was like, here are the Twitch drops and I was just letting my computer sit there to yes. get them all. And then I'd unlock them. Like, oh, it's like a weapon scan. I don't care yeah. about that. No, no, no. A backpack or <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But no, I, I think they did a good job overall, but I would like to have that. You got to get this vibe of like, oh, I'm For grinding sure. past. Maybe it's a past tier 21 nightmare dungeons which is where world tier four starts like oh you have a chance drop at this for the druid for the rogue whatever so yeah anyway um not like critical to how i play the game but i think that would be what nice keeps you coming back then it's the yeah i wanted to ask you about how you felt about um the stats and the grind and the builds because as you know like i that's what excites me yeah all of it excites me i I relate to you a lot on the comfort food. There's definitely this weird, like I go through this. I'm like, dude, I've grinded the beta. I played the, you know, the eternal round. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I got to start final fantasy 16. Remnant <laughs> two is dope. And then there's this weird, like, you know what? I should log on and do a quick, like world boss. And like, you know, I kind of want to fix my build up, and I could do a dungeon, you know, and there's this weird, like comfort food of it. Cause it's, it becomes, yeah, almost just easy and uh, passive once you've been playing it so much. Yeah. Um, Again, cause but it's, in a good way. It's the dopamine hit of getting the thing and doing the stuff. And I, I do feel when I play, like, even if it is, I, I start in and I only get 15 minutes or I do like, I'm making progress or whatever I'm doing. I'm, I'm building something yeah, larger. Always. Even if it's not the giant, you know, eight hour session, I'd love it to be or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But so I feel that for sure. For me, um, what really uh, gets me the most is getting into the late game, having a bunch of good gear that's interesting, trying to be like build craft. And I don't care about having an OP build. I'm always the type of player that I'm like, I just like, you know, it's an RPG. I want to be me. I'm like, that sounds cool. I like this. So I, I have all these aspects filling up my inventory. It's a nightmare. Different topic. Uh <laughs> But I'll be going through, I'm like, oh, I want to try that. I'm like, I don't have enough materials. But also the Paragon board starts to build out. And you really, yeah, the numbers start to go up. And even playing in season one, the numbers going up, seeing yeah. more crit, more overpower, whatever it is. They did a, it's such a slow tick, but you see it all there the was, time. There was a moment on World Tier 2 where... I had flipped it. Jen had gone away. No, no, it's World Tier Three. World Tier Three. Sorry, where you know Jen had stopped playing. I was doing it, and I was I'm doing fine. But it, I was like, man, this is a struggle. I'm doing the thing, blah blah blah. And then it was that I started doing the altars of Lilith, and I saw I was popping a whole bunch of stuff, and I was getting free Paragon points off of those or whatever, and went and put them in, and then came back the next day, and oh, I, that's what I was. I went to bed. Went to, came back the next day, popped in the points, and then went out, and I was just slicing through things. And I was like, yeah. this feels so good. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? The game's so great. At, all right, here are the breaks, and then you do the thing, and here's the gas. And you feel the difference. Like, oh, my God, I love this. Do you, do you feel um, any FOMO of these types of games, you know, Borderlands, et cetera, to have these really powerful builds that people find as a community fast? And there seems to be a pressure of, like, Oh, you're a sorcerer. Why aren't you using like arc this or that? Do you feel any of that um, pressure? Great right. question. Yeah. Luckily, no. Because um, I think this was one that, you know, the job's interesting, as you know. Uh, yeah. it, there's a lot of different takes on everything. And so, like, we played for review on the, you know, uh, early access that they were going to wipe so it didn't carry over. And so even then I didn't go as hard as I wanted to go because I wanted to go hard and I knew this game would be around for a long time with me. 
Yeah. Then jumping in and having Jen be there with me the entire time and that being our thing, it really was like, cool. This is a game I'm going to consume in three hour chunks. And it's mm. not going to be the normal thing for me, which would be Jen goes to bed and I go to downstairs and I play, you know, hopefully five hours of something right before I crash at midnight and come back and then play a little bit at work and do a little thing. Da, da, da. And so from the get go, basically, I said goodbye to all that. Like I knew I was never going to be rushing. I knew I was never going to be, you know, the guy who is going to, I'm never going to be the Diablo guy. And it's so weird because you know how much video games define my life. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But like I was talking to Tim about it a few weeks ago on a podcast and I had, he was like, Oh, well, I know you're hardcore about Diablo. And I was like, stop right there in this world. I am a casual. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm right. like, I'm playing every night and I'm obsessed and yada, yada. But like, I have gone out of my way not to watch build videos. I have gone out of my yeah. way not to, I don't, I, I, know, I haven't gone out of my way not to, but I don't stream it. And even if I did stream it, I'd have the kind of funny audience with me. I wouldn't have right. Diablo heads coming in to be like, yo, like you're not doing this or doing that or why? Like, so it's literally like, I just open up the Paragon board and I'm like, oh, I want to go towards that. So I'm going to start working on that. And I don't, I don't think about like, oh man, I really should min max do this thing, blah, blah, blah. Cause if you remember, and I know you do, that was, and I know this is a ridiculous thing to say. That's one of the things that kind of turned me off about Avengers at the end. Where it <laughs> was, it remember is. when we were trying to take on Super Adaptoid for like the 19th yeah. time, blah, blah, blah. And one of our friends who worked on the game was in, Thor. in the chat. And he was just like, well, do you guys know about how like, whatever it is, the hot and cold? And I'm like, oh my yeah. God, under no circumstance do I want to get that deep into this game. Like right. I want to go beat the thing up and have fun beating the thing up. Yeah. And, and there's no right or wrong way to play, right? Like I talk about that a lot. I'm like, if you... Pete, I talked to somebody specifically. I had speculated. I'm like, there's players out there who like do not have the time. They just want to watch a build video. They want to chase exactly yep. that shopping list and yep. they want to come back and get everything on the shopping list and do it. And they get so much fun out of that. And that's why like the patch drama was a problem, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit, hopefully before you bounce. Um, but anyway, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm the type of player who I'm like, I told myself I was going to do that finally because I, people are coming to my stream and I'm like, they're like, what's the OP bit? And I'm always like, uh, right now I'm just being me. And it, I'm still doing it. I can't change the way that I love games and I refuse and to do it. And you shouldn't, right? And that's the thing. <laughs> and that's what's crazy and awesome about Diablo is you can't tackle it however you want it to be. Like I love the Pure Diablo podcast. I listen to that. Oh, nice. I love yeah. those guys over there. And they are so into it on another level. And I love that. I, I, I like hearing their conversations and stuff, but it's like, the patch stuff I love hearing the drama about because, again, the way I'm consuming and playing this game, that won't matter. If if it ever matters to me, that wouldn't matter for another, like, 40 hours probably yeah. when I get that high and get that crazy. So let's talk about the internet and patch drama. But before, I just wanted the clarity on. Do you not chase these OP builds because you're worried about – you almost sounded worried about the time and the addiction level. Or is it because you're like, no, I just like to play it this way? It's a bit of both. Okay, I thought I, think, I heard it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I like to play it this way, and I do feel that if I went after and I would, then it would be one of those of like, I, I've done that in so many games where you, I get to that point where it's like, well, now I'm in end game, and all there is is to chase this thing, to do the thing, to be the most powerful. And it's like, that for inevitably leads to burnout. I remember yeah. Freedom Wars, Fran, all oh, Freedom Wars on Vita when I wanted so bad to have the best whatever, and I was good. And it was like, I remember Googling it and writing it down, and it was like, you know, one out of 22 times the monster would drop the one thing I needed and I needed five of those. And I started doing oh, the man. stats and I'm like, 
no, I got to stop playing this game. Like, yeah. I'm not doing Di that. Yeah, basically what I'm hearing, Diablo's like this menu of, you know, soft to hardcore drugs. And you're like, you don't want to go too deep and fast. Listen, if it grows you're in the ground, it's okay. I'm not doing anything <laughs> synthetic over here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, patch drama, Greg, you've witnessed for decades now, internet drama around games. Uh, but yeah, they, they patched Diablo 4 for the season. And they just wanted to bring power down to balance you know, things out. So they brought down like vulnerable. They're like, it's way too powerful. They brought down critical. They nerfed your sorcerer and a lot of just, we brought this down um, and people flipped out. They started bombing the review score. So, so like, how do you feel about, should they have done it? And, and secondly, of course, how do you feel about how the community reacts? Well, should they have done it? We'll start there. My, knee-jerk reaction as someone who didn't even follow it that closely like i said since it's not really affecting me but yeah, i saw yeah. it obviously and I, I i still follow his tweets and i still listen to those podcasts mm -hmm. like they blizzard should do and they the developers should do whatever they think is right for the game they just need to be able to back it up when the community has a respectful hey what the hell are you doing kind of thing rather than uh flipping mm -hmm. out and so i think what I love about Diablo 4 is the promise that it's going to go on for years and years and years and years. And so it's so hard when there's these flare-ups to really stop and think about how momentary that is. Yes, it's affecting you right now. Yes, it's changed your sorcerer build right now. In two years, are you going to remember this thing that they did that they're also <laughs> listening to and op open to changing and opening to building this with you? Like, no, you shouldn't. I, so far... And you can correct me if I, I'm wrong. So far from what I've seen very much on the sidelines and tangentially, Blizzard seems very much like, yo, we're trying to build this with you. We're trying to do the right. Oh, you didn't like that? Well, here's why, or here's why we'll change it back. Or here's what, like, they're communicating, which is all you can ask for in these kind of games. Because again, as you and me being Avenger bros, we know what it's like <laughs> when they don't communicate, when they don't yeah. talk to you, and when it is broken for no reason. Like, this is a game I have full faith that I'm going to be playing in three years. And I think mm -hmm. it's going to be, even better but you have to make those steps and those changes as you go and sometimes it'll be right and sometimes it'll be wrong but and this is you and me speaking as somebody who you know interview developers and go to e3 yeah. and do studio tours like these are human beings making this and at no point are they saying we want to make it worse for the player they want to make it better sometimes it isn't going to be right sometimes it's not going to land but they're going to communicate and they're going to walk it back or do whatever they need to to make it right Yep. Yeah, it, it becomes a can't win situation. I think Blizzard already just admitted they were like, yeah, we, we should have communicated ahead of the patch more clearly, um, got a little bit a little bit of time for feedback with you. And they admitted a lot of this in their campfire chat. Obviously, we're like, yeah, we just threw it out there. And I, I think, um, yeah, in a way, it's sort of like mom and dad made a choice without talking to the family yeah. and you built this family now. And so that's it's a very tough situation if you don't talk to them first. 100%. So. <laughs> 100%. So they're doing that now. But yeah, like I am always a bit, I mean, there's no changing it, but the extreme side of like the Reddits and the review bombers and all, like it's really the worst part about gaming culture for me all the time of like, it's never, I always, I guess I'm an optimist. I'm like, aren't we over this behavior of like, you know, it's only 5,000 people probably out of 10 million that bought it, but they're like review bombing. And again, like you said, these are real people, man. Like grow up i hate this culture but there's no changing it and it's so, also like you know such a ridiculous move of as if anybody cares 
that you're going yeah. to review bomb it. Like, yeah, you're wasting your time. You're yeah. getting mad about something that, like, again, to your point, they're there for it. And I think, you know, in your chat right now on twitch.tv slash FM3 underscore, right? Yeah, that underscore. Uh, there's this conversation from pieces of uh, my art that say they look so beat up about it during the first chat. <laughs> and of course, right? Like that sucks for them that they're trying to do this. There are so many things happening. They just launched this season. They're making plans. They got expansions. And like now they're like, oh, okay, well, we screwed yeah, this up. They- let's, we're sorry. We didn't mean to. And yeah. And so your second part of the question was like, you know, how the internet reacts to this kind of stuff. Man, those people, come on, go to hell. Like, again, <laughs> how long have we been doing this? And you see that it it, it doesn't matter. And yeah, it didn't break so the game either. What's so rough about it, right, is that it seems like it got the reaction they wanted, right? What it was, was what it was, was what changed things, right? Was people voicing it respectfully, going through the forums, going to Twitter, going into the chat on the dev uh, fireside chats and being like, yo, this is why we didn't like it. X, Y, and Z. It wasn't, I'm going to go in and bomb this game. Blizzard doesn't care. You know how well this game is sold. What? Nobody yeah. cares about you review bombing Checks this game cashed. after it's already been out. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it's not going to change anybody's opinion on how yeah. much of a success this game has been. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it in that, uh, they. yeah, one, maybe they don't care that much. I mean, they do because it beats them up and it has some effect. But ultimately, meaning they're really only going to listen to you don't get through to them by throwing that tantrum. Of course. You 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 achieve nothing. But the people who do come through with the constructive side, the people that said, hey, this is what I don't like about the sorcerer that feels unfair, specifically in an objective way, they're like, that's a really good point. We're going to add that in. So yeah. whatever. I mean, we can't change those folks, but uh, that's a great way to put it. So I know you got to bounce soon. I, I think I want to end on this, if, if you can, the, one last question here. Yes, of course. Seasonal model, Okay. I'm going to, I've been ranting about this a lot. Um, so you got to start a new character. You have to start over. That's something new to me. I never played Diablo three seasons. Sure. A lot of people say, well, that's how it used to work. And I say, I don't care how it used to work. That's not particularly fun for me. I already am going to skip the campaign because I played it. That's the first sign that I don't want to replay something. I already got a lot of that renowned track stuff. It's kind of a, you know, even though some copied, I'm like, I don't want to really do that again. And I also don't like going in, even with a new class, I am playing the Druid for the second time and people quickly point like, oh, that's why it's not fun. It is, sorry, Diablo 4 is fun for me, but that grind to level 60, 70, the fun for me is in the Paragon board and the deep side and it's such a grind to get all these aspects and do the build. I could already spend 100 hours a season playing one character, if not multiple. So my pitch was like, I would love a skip to level 60 or 70 um, just get past that first part. It's all redundant to me, and I want to have that end game fun. But that's me. How do you feel about starting the character over the seasonal model going forward? You got three seasons coming up, and then the, of course the Million Hearts is part of it. Lots of stuff there to discuss. I know. I like a lot. Um, <laughs> and if you first, get a bounce, like just no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. First and foremost is like I would expect not them to walk it back, but give some kind of option like you're talking about in the future. I think that there was enough of an outcry from people like, well, this is a weird system. And and then, yeah, oh, this is how it's always been. Yes, I get that. I can also point you to the news articles about Diablo 4 being the best-selling Diablo of all time. And then you talk about the amount of new people you've yeah. ushered in. And so how do I feel about it? I'm torn. Like, I love having more reasons to play. 
I love the idea of, yo, I have been committed to one character, so let's make a new one that I, you know, I've watched Mike Sorcerer and I thought that was cool. Let's do something. Let's roll something new. And of course, Diablo is about the grind and it is about the unlocks. And again, the, it was fun to roll these new characters and be popping a level every five, 10 minutes again. And like, oh yeah, remember, oh, hey, get new points and doing the whole thing rather than yeah. the grind for Paragon points has been. Um, I enjoy that aspect of it, but I do find myself, you know, especially when Jen's gone to bed and I jump back on, I'm like, all right, let's go as Lucy. And I go out there and I'm like, all right, well, I'm chasing all this stuff. And it's, I look at the battle pass and I'm like, eh, the, I have other yeah. stuff to do with the main, my main character who I still call my main character, my eternal character, my rogue, right? I have other stuff to do with her. And so then I look at the battle pass. And I'm like, a lot of these are weapon skins. Is it really pushing me to, I, don't know. I look at the objectives. I'm like, a lot of these objectives, the way I'm playing, I could do with my main character still. So it's like, I I feel like I understand the reason they did to try to balance stuff out. Da, da, da. But it's like, it does feel antiquated in a game that does feel outside of that very modern in terms of how it handles yeah. multiplayer, leveling, end game, all of that. This seems like an antiquated take on it that I would imagine, as they have been so open to feedback, they will look into and try to find a happy medium of, okay, bring your character over or do this. Yeah, I hope they do. You know, it's complicated. When I say something like that, I'm fully, you know, being around games and reviewing them for so long that um, you can't just say, oh, skip the level 60 to 70 without, like, impact. People are pointing out, like, sure. well, now you, the capstone dungeon you wouldn't do anymore. But I'm like, add it in the season pass, solution one. But the point is they'd have to fix stuff. But, you know, I would for me, it's the end game that is most satisfying. And so... The idea of the optional skip, like if you want to grind to there, go for it. Same as the campaign. So I don't know. I would like something like that. And again, to to make it clear, it's I do find doing things in the grind fun, but like left click, right click on mouse, for example, is my only abilities to start, right? And they're very there's just not much there. And the point is you yeah. want to feel that that um that curve of power. But I've already done that, I guess is my point. I get it. I want to, I'm already like, get me into the end game. And, and my, what I worry about specifically is the burnout. I'm, I just hit level 70 and I'm feeling like I'm only starting the season and I'm like, I got other stuff to do, but now I'm at the part I want to play. That's how yeah, I yeah. feel. So anyway, I would love a solution for that. Season pass. Um, uh, there's, it needs a lot of work. I love that it's free um, and it's got some pretty good cosmetics in it, but nothing like crazy about it going on with me personally that like i'm not grinding the season pass at all other than those the thing, i glance at it i'm like oh what could i do what what can i knock out a, a cellar or a dungeon or what would that help me where should i be doing it but yeah i'm not like oh man i gotta get i wish i wish it was like Fortnite where i looked at it, i'm like man you know at 50 i'm gonna get you get this skin or this thing that i really want so i'm gonna definitely go for that maybe even buy a tier if i have to yada 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 Yep. Yeah, honestly, they, they buried in the season pass, and it's the only reason to grind it is the, the, the smoldering ashes, I think it's called, which yep. you takes a while to get to, same thing, 100%. and then you get these little buffs. Um, so I think they got, that's still the right idea for a seasonal grind, I think, but uh, it just doesn't feel like the pass is there. So, um, But hey, it's a free season, and I mean, I love that about it. But yeah. as I'm sure a lot of Diablo fans, I would happily pay for a lot of, you know, extra stuff and and more like in a, like Destiny has a special event every season, you know, and yeah. um, unique stuff would be great. But it's it's a very early game and people got to remember that. So I'm not mad about where we're Diablo, in for the long haul, Fran. Yeah, I'm not mad about where Diablo 4 landed. I'm I'm a fan. And I think that's what's important here is if you listen to us, I would assume we agree. We we just want more. 
um, all this feedback comes from a loving place, right? A hundred percent. I wish I could go play it right after this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, Greg. Uh, and the rare chance that people don't know where to find Game Over, Greggy, uh, and as you outro, do do the usual socials and all that. Of course, everybody, you know, you can find me each and every day over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We do a show called kind of funny games daily where we run you through the nerdy news need to know about. Come on over there, hang out and find a whole bunch of other video game content, whether it be the game cast, PS, I love you, the X cast. There's something for everybody. Can you tell he's done this once or twice, folks? All right, Greg, dude, I appreciate you making time for this. This was an awesome conversation and uh, maybe we'll get you back on someday. I would love that, friend, and I'm excited to finally play with you tomorrow. All right. Take care, Greg. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, chat. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to follow so you don't miss any updates. We've got a long way to go until Diablo 4's next expansion, or two, so I need your support. But with any luck, we'll get some juicy updates soon. We'll have more deep conversations with folks, and maybe we'll start hearing about Season 2 ahead of the October update. Thanks again. Until next time, Slayers. This is Fran Mirabella III, a.k.a. FM3, signing off. Catch me live on Twitch or follow me on Twitter or uh, X, I guess. I'll see you there.